Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Welcome, everyone, to Run Girl Radio. I'm Holly Dickinson, founder of Excel Strength and Conditioning, where we coach and empower female runners just like you across the world, making you faster, more knowledgeable, and set for a lifetime of injury-free running. Each week, I will be bringing you impactful information, creative solutions, and juicy running tips to get you one stride closer to your highest running self. Knowing that when curious and strong women are equipped with on-topic information and innovative solutions, there is no stopping us. Consider me your personal running coach in your back pocket. So join me and get ready to bust down some barriers, laugh at some running real talk, and get excited and energized as we have some fun finding our way together through this wonderful world of running. Okay, so this is for you if you have ever wanted to run with someone, maybe your partner or a good friend, or maybe not a very close friend, maybe a colleague that you know is in your workspace that runs, but you have been intimidated to say yes. (laughs) You were just like, hmm you know what, that sounds very scary and I don't think I'm ready for that or I don't think I'll ever be ready for that. And this is a topic of conversation I've had with multiple clients since the beginning of this year, actually. So only the last few months. And it's something that we've been able to break down the barrier and bridge that gap between running on your own and the fear of running with others and having this outlook that actually serves us in such a bigger capacity once we've gone over that hurdle and made ourselves so prepared that we have such a successful and positive experience when we run with others. Because I've been there, nervous to run with other people based on certain limiting factors that I had at that point in time that are exactly what you are experiencing. So let's peel these onion layers back. Let's figure it all out, okay? We're gonna go through why do we run with others? We'll list a bunch of topics, a bunch of reasons why, if you've never considered it before, why you should and what's out there and what maybe you're missing that could help so, so much with your running and your programming and your progress. Then we're going to identify some of our barriers and the reasons that we've kind of avoided co-running or running with others. Then we're going to do a little activity and we're going to unpack a few things based on that previous section of identifying some of those barriers because we all got baggage. We all got good stuff and we all got bad stuff and it just takes a little lens to identify it. So we get to get a little comfortable with the uncomfortable and don't worry, I'll, I'll share mine, okay? Then we're gonna dive into the kind of two faucets that we need to move forwards with co-running and then extrapolate on some very implementable ways that you can involve Um, a variety of different types of runs that are so co-running friendly that you won't feel left behind. No one will feel pushed to the point where they're never going to co-run again. You're never going to want to run with a friend or a colleague or anything again. Um, So we're going to break it all down, build it up, and leave you feeling so comfortable and confident that you can step into a co-run with a person that could be the best decision that you ever made in 
starting running or getting back into running after a hiatus or leveling up to a new level um, with some new running friends that maybe just are a little stretch out of your comfort zone and out of your pace range. Sound good? Let's do it. So let me ask you this. Why do we run with other people? (laughs) We probably all have a bunch of answers for this, but number one is usually we're sharing a common interest. Usually those who want to run, want to run. So you have a hobby that you can share with someone else. A big one is accountability, right? Um, To be able to meet at 6 a.m., you're meeting with the other person and guess what? They're going to be waiting on you. They're going to be running alone if you don't show up and they probably won't say yes the next time you bail out on them or you don't give them a heads up, Um, especially if it's raining or it's a harder environment to be in, right? The other reason we run with other people is to push ourselves right? That external motivational factor to have a faster pace running right beside us or to be able to, you know what, we're going to jog up this hill, not power walk it together. Um, There's just that extra edge of a push when we are with someone else. Um, Conversely, there's also huge benefits to being with someone that can actually reel you back in, okay? Um, Oftentimes we can run in that kind of gray zone, which is a bit too fast for a slow run or too slow for a faster run. So being able to have someone else to kind of be a pacer um, indicator, (laughs) right? Like, hey, remember, this is the focus of our run. I want it to be at this intensity can reel us in. Or if we're recovering from an injury, that person trusts you and can be that personal check-in to, hey, are you pushing yourself too much? Are you feeling your knee? Um, Oh, your form is slipping. Maybe let's slow up or maybe let's change to something different. Um, So having that external motivation um, can really, really be a huge factor for when we're running with others. We spend more time with our friends or our partner, whoever it is that we're running with, right? It's a bonding time and it's something that's experiential. Um, It's brilliant to have that as... um, a friend, to be able to run with friends, it becomes such a social piece to your personal social calendar, really. Um, and a bond is built, right? Anytime that we exercise with others, there is such a strong bond that is formed. But when, especially when I say partner in there, um, when we are training, especially my clients that are training for marathons or ultras, there is a lot of time that goes into training. And I'm talking, you know, outside of work. You work nine to five or whatever your workday looks like, and then you're putting a lot of focus, or they are, into a lot of time on their feet. Or if they're a triathlete, they're doing the swimming, the biking, the running, and it's a high volume. That's a lot of time that they maybe can't be with you or your family. Um, or you know, if you see a friend that's doing the same training and they're training alone, that's that's a lot of time they're spending alone and not with friends and not with loved ones. Um, so why not share the journey? Why not share that experience? And there are a bunch of different ways, and I'll we'll kind of lead up to this at the end as to how you can incorporate um, some interesting things. If you're not an ultra runner and you're not a marathon runner, but you want to support your partner or someone else who's running a high volume, um, then I've got some things to share with you because there is a lot, a lot of ways that you can help and impact and influence. Brilliant. Okay. So now we've gone through why we run and why we run with other people. Let's identify some of our barriers or reasons that I've heard people avoiding co-running and some reasons myself that I've avoided co-running and running with others. So one of the biggest first barriers I see is injury, right? You either have an old, like low grade, something that loves to rear its head when you do lots of activity. 
Um, or maybe you have something a bit more fresh from the last run, maybe some stress fractures, a lot of a lot of common running lower leg challenges that can happen and that we can experience over our course as a runner. And that's what I love to do is keep you guys injury free, but it's sometimes a reality, right? And whether that's an injury or even just a phase of our running too, because hey, when you've run a long distance run, and you have that recovery week or two weeks or sometimes there's that hiatus that we take off and it becomes a month or two months and we might just be burnt out from running and that's such a common one um, especially when we are training for a long period of time and maybe we don't have periodized or peaking in our training Um, after our long run and our goal there's kind of this lull period and that I, I like to kind of not really classified as an injury, but that's a, that we need a mental and a physical break at that point. And that's sometimes that's normal. Um, but we just want to make sure that we have some positive change happening in that sort of off season portion, um, of our, of our cycle, of our season, of our periodized plan, really. So, um, injury is a big one. Okay. Big barrier to the reasons why we don't co-run. Another one, we're just getting started, right? And this is a big one. And this is probably a a large factor is individuals who are getting into running, they don't know what it means to race or to run with a group or how fast you should go, or they don't even know their own pace and their abilities at that point. Um, This can be a huge barrier. The unknown is a big barrier. And just starting out into running or returning to running is an unknown and can be a huge, huge barrier to wanting to do this start of the journey when they are vulnerable, when they aren't as fit, when they aren't back to what they used to be in, you know, like say you are postpartum and you took time off to have a baby. That's, you know, trying to reset that standard for yourself. Sometimes you don't want to be around others when you're doing that and you're in a new stage of your running life. So this can be a very vulnerable time and a huge barrier and a major reason why people avoid co-running. And what are some other ones? What are some other things that you think people throw barriers up or walls up between them and co-running? Getting into new distances, right? Right, reaching for that next goal. Sometimes that's a big kind of motivator is again you've you've raised the bar for yourself but now you're like ooh, that means i've got to run with maybe this group or this team of individuals um that are out there but i I don't think i want to do that because i'm i'm not as trained as them and i don't know if i'm ready for those long distances that they do once a week as a group and that can again that can put up a big wall different distances and different um goals that are a bit loftier can be a lot harder to do with someone that is more experienced or a group that is more experienced in it. Another one is being retired competitive athlete and starting to do it for fun and building kind of a new relationship with running can be a barrier. And this one I resonate with a lot. Um, I was a really great sprinter in high school and when I graduated and was not running competitively anymore, there was nowhere I could sprint and race It was racing was long distance and I had to like shift everything over to long distance and and kind of learn a new sport and be humbled by the fact that, hey, my my fast twitch fibers had to become more slow twitch fibers. I had to do a little bit of morphing there and um, and learn some new strategy and some new techniques. But that was a big barrier. I, I was not wanting to be a beginner and I was nervous to fail and not succeed as readily as I would have in my previous 
style of running, right? Um, so building a new relationship with running is very personal and it takes time and it takes you learning yourself, which is what we'll go into in a minute here, um, before you kind of can knock down those barriers and start to see a different side of running with others and seeing the benefits it can have. Um, yeah, so that's that's a big one, is kind of starting to run for fun or building a new relationship with running or retiring as an athlete from a different style of running. Or if you are a long distance runner, kind of retiring from that competitive phase and running for life now. Um, so there's lots of different stages and phases and you guys will hopefully listen back to these episodes in future years when you're ready to pivot and change your mindset and try something new on. So that's kind of a deeper um, dive into some barriers that we could have. And a couple more that just come to my mind and you could probably think of a bunch more as to why um, we have these walls up sometimes when we think about co-running is running on different terrains, right? Some of us love to run road running or we love trails, but maybe we're gonna run with someone that loves a different form or style of running. Um, maybe they're they're loving the trails and you've never, you don't even have trail shoes. <laughs> you've never run on a trail before. So you're in new territory when you run with them. Um, or if, you know, we've only been used to running on our own and listening to music or podcasts, it's okay. Now we're, now we're having to figure out how to talk and run or do we just listen to our breathing or are we running with music with the other person? There's kind of that uncertainty there. Right. So now that we've talked about a few of the reasons that we love to co-run and a lot of the reasons why there are barriers that go way up into the sky um, between us and co-running, let's kind of try and knock those down. Let's try and unpack and identify the barriers that maybe you have. And maybe later on after this podcast, you can journal them down, journal them down, write them down, scribble down some thoughts, even if they don't make sense as to why maybe it's directly associated with why you're not running, but it can be a barrier in general. Um, and maybe in what you write down or identify, there is some confirmation bias from our past on some of those items that I had listed. Um, maybe there's some limiting beliefs that we have holding around those. Maybe there is even some failure or some embarrassment um, behind that fear or that barrier that is justified because it's happened and it's been a reality of our past. There could be identified in running or in other sports, or maybe you can unpack further and it's a different area of your life that that happened in. Um, but wherever it is, it's valued and it's valid, right? And I want you to sit with that and realize what that is and why that is making you feel this way and making you squirm a little bit at the thought of, um, you know, doing and implementing co-running and putting yourself out there and it's okay if you don't want to dive into the details of the why but let's dive into the next portion which will give you some solution points and maybe in future you can reflect back and you can identify why you felt that certain way um once you're in it and once you're co-running and once you're absolutely enjoying it okay but let's make sure that the transition is successful and it feels great and we need two things okay we need two things we need communication and we need acceptance, okay? We need communication and we need acceptance. Now, what the heck does that mean, Holly? <laughs> You're probably like, what the, where does that even come in? Um, especially with the acceptance part. So let's, let's, let's break it down. Um, so communication, 
what I want you to figure out what success means before you start communicating it. What does success mean with this shared run session? Starting with the end in mind is where we need to be. Okay. Is it completing the run? Is it being accountable to one run a week? Is it spending time just running? It's not how fast you go. Is it socializing? Like, is it literally the aspect that this is your one thing on your social calendar that you get to do with someone else? Um, And is it just a long, slow run? Like, what does the success of this run mean for you? Okay. Um, Is it more the lifestyle side of things that you get to actually involve running a bit more readily because you have that accountability? Um, Is it that you want to push yourself? So you're, you know, you're communicating this with the individual that you're going to be running with that you're, you're really wanting to increase your pace or you really want that to be the harder challenge day because you can't challenge it on your own. Um, So whatever the success means, that's what we need to communicate with our partner. Okay. With our running partner or Even if you're running in a group, it's really great to have one partner that you are um, kind of aligned with and you've told these things because you can then give them the the quick eyes of, oh my God, I need to slow down or, okay, this group's doing too slow. Let's let's go this route instead. And you can kind of peel off. Um, But yes, that's that's super important is to have that communication of what this, the success of this co-shared run should feel like, should be, and what it looks like. So the other person is on the same line as you, okay? Um, Even communicating before, during, and after, right? Mid-run, if if maybe if you're the one that is the faster runner, you're checking in with your friend and you're like, how are you feeling? Do we need to slow down? Do you want more of a challenge? You know, is there a code word or a signal? Like I said, like giving the funny eyes um, so that you get to slow down or speed up based on Um, the feedback right and after how was it you know the next day even how sore are you if if it was a pushed run is is was it too much based on your injury you know um based on all of those things that we had talked about with the um the barriers were we were we pushing it appropriately so communication is the first facet and the second is accepting accepting where we're at okay and you need to stay in your own lane and this is something that i love to say to my athletes um, especially with running races, um, especially with our own goals that are set, if you're running with another person in a race, is, you know what? We are all different humans and we are all at different parts and stages in our running life and we all have different goals. So even though we're running together and we're running with others, remember that your pace is valid and not to compare negatively towards your partner's pace um, or anything else for that matter, okay? Keep it nice and open and know that you are accepting you for that day even in your training plan to co-run with your partner or with that group. So the two facets are communication and acceptance of self. Now we need to dive into more of, okay, well, what could we do to co-run? Because I wanna run with my husband, let's say, but I know that he runs super fast and I'm so much shorter than him and you know I can't keep up or I know that he wants to run his 7K and I can only do three or I've only done three recently, um, then okay, let's, let's unpack that. Let's explore the different ways that we can co-run. Again, this should be a communicative um, exercise with that person that you want to run with, okay? A great example, based on what we just talked about with the husband and wife that want to go, he wants to run, you know, a certain distance and she feels short and like she's not as well trained. Then 
why don't we do a recovery run day together or a shakeout run? So it could be a really short distance of a run that is in his training plan schedule. Maybe he's running four or five days a week. And this is the one run where it's actually a lot slower pace. It's much easier and there's no pressure to do a certain pace or to do any hills or inclines within that. And you get to go along with him. Okay. So that's, that's something that you can communicate and you can pick based on his training plan and where he's at in his week. Another thing we can think of is implementing our long, slow runs, whether that's you doing the long, slow run and want to run with someone that is maybe more of an intro into running or vice versa, your intro and your friend has been running for a long period of time. There are always long runs in the week or in the periodized program that the individual is doing. So I want for you to pair those long runs with you and you join them from a portion of that run. So for a portion of that long, very slow, very baseline, it's kind of like a jog um, usually um, based on the challenge, you get to join in for that. And maybe they do a little loop before they carry on and do their very long portion of the loop. Or better yet, you join them for the last, you know, 3K if that's all your distance um, encompasses. And that's maybe where they are tired and they're going their slowest pace. And you get to join in on that part. And maybe they love it because they're going hard and they're feeling exhausted after maybe running 17 or 18K at that point. And they are loving that you are, again, bringing all those things we talked about as to the positives that can come from co-running the accountability to actually finish the long distance they're doing that day. You can talk to them. They maybe don't talk back. Um, You know, it can be a a mix of that and a mix of the benefits and time spent together and not doing this alone, right? So um, that's another example. Another example could be, say, your, your wife is training for a triathlon and you want to support her, but oh my gosh, she is running every single day or in the pool every day or on the bike all the time. And you want to be a part of that, but you have no interest in running. Let's say you're listening to this and you have no interest in running or vice versa. You are the runner because you're likely listening to this if you're the runner and your partner um, isn't as active or maybe has no interest in running with you, but they want to support the heck out of you. Get them on the bike right? Get them on the bike and have them join you for your long run, whether it's fast or slow. They can be right beside you. You guys can be talking and connecting. Um, Again, this could be your friend if you want your friend to cheer you on or something that I've seen, which was the best. Um, One of my clients, Ryan, he was training for a full marathon and his son, Ben, who was 10 at the time, he would bike with him on his long runs. And that was just like father-son time. And Ben had a great time. He loved that his son was seeing him in that kind of strength, um, you know, seeing him being that fit, which was phenomenal, um, and and supporting each other and being together. So there are creative ways that you can have um, these co-running experiences. And hey, maybe they don't all have to be running with the other person. Um, I've seen a lot of coaches cycle right beside the runner just to kind of give them tips and give them cues. Um, so why not be you? Why can't that be you or your partner that joins you with a bike on a really rainy day just to help you and get through and they're getting exercise too. Another great use of co-running that can kind of break that barrier and have it feel 
a little bit of a softer blow if you are quite different in your pacing or your abilities um, or you just don't want to commit to running a massive loop or a long distance and feeling stuck in the woods if you can't keep up or if you're like, oh, my knee hurts if you're again returning from an injury. Um, running on the track can be a great, great option, okay? You stay in the same vicinity. It's only 400 meters around the whole thing. So, you know, they can do a couple laps and you're jogging or you do your warm up and your cool down together or it's just a drills day. There are so many. The possibilities are literally endless. Um, a track is a great, great spot to do any sort of group-based training as well because there's that camaraderie and no one's literally left behind because you're all in the same location. So, so far we've talked about joining another runner for an easy run so that you're making sure it's the right pacing, um, a long slow run day and you joining for a portion of it or vice versa. Again, all these are interchangeable. Um, cross training, so biking beside a runner or having a family member come and join you on their bike or scooter or, you know, a kid can come with their skateboard if they really love, um, you know, rollerblading. They're just, again... The modes don't matter. It's the it's the togetherness that matters for these. There is the track training opportunity. So that's another option. And then another great one is um, kind of similar to the track, but it's interval based. And it's interval based on um, the road or on a trail. And you can change your pace or have your challenge be a certain distance, running to a certain tree, running to a certain end point. And then you both get to walk together and the intensity comes down, you get to have some chats, and then you get to go again, and you both get to decide where you're running to next. Um, another great one, if you live in a city, is running block to block, and every block, you alternate between a slower pace or one person's pace, um, and vice versa, or you just wait for each other at the end of each block. One that is great for group-based training, or if there are a few of you that want to run together and have that accountability and camaraderie, is out and back runs, right? If you know that you only have a 30 minute lunch break or 30 minutes within your lunch break that you can run, having that ability to say, hey, we're gonna run to the ocean, but if we don't get there, that's fine. We're all gonna run for 15 minutes out. Where, wherever we are distance wise within that 15 minutes, we're gonna turn around and run back for 15 minutes. Then we'll end up at the same start point and no matter how far you actually got, that doesn't matter because we're gonna turn around and you're gonna go the same distance that you did out back. So it's a nice way to have um, advanced runners along alongside the beginners um, or to kind of cross paths again with your friend when you're running a certain route that feels really good. And another suggestion is running on a treadmill. So if you love to run in gyms or literally in the winter season, you can't run outside based on the weather and the conditions, um, then, you can be side by side on the different treadmills, right? Running effort on and off together. So say you both go, okay, we're gonna run whatever our own pace or intensity wants to be or incline even. Um, we're both gonna run for like three minutes and then let's power walk and chat for this much time. So you can do some interval-based fun treadmill runs as well um, side by side. So let's reel back up to the top. We have so many fun options as to why we run together, okay? Um, sharing that community and that connection. We want accountability to be able to push ourselves, um, just to spend more time with our friends or our partner and support our people in what they love to do, right? Um, 
And if you're training for a marathon or ultra, like you're going to be spending a lot of time with this individual. So it's a really nice way to feel comfortable and share the journey. Okay. We have these barriers that like to hold us back. So we talked about a few of them, injuries for just beginner, if we're in a new stage of your running life, like postpartum, um, or just returning to running after being an athlete. If you're getting into a different distance range, that is a new one for a lot of individuals. That can be a barrier as well. Just a bit more intimidating and you're around different people that maybe have done it for longer. Um, If you excel on different terrains, so if you literally have never run on trails before, you've been a road runner and all of a sudden you're running with this trail group and it's, it's that, that just makes you feel very intimidated to even say yes to that or yes to that person that does run trails. Um, and then some of us have only listened to music, right? That fear of like actually talking or being able to keep up with breathing and running (laughs) is, is a big, is a big barrier, right? It's a fear point for, for many people. Um, so right. If you can write down and journal some of your barriers or what your belief systems are, or maybe some failures you've had in the past that are, are confirming this bias that you shouldn't co-run. Um, and start to break them apart, right? Start to get and nestle into them a little bit. Um, because remember, we have two facets to moving forwards with co-running. And that's the communication that you get to have with your running partner that you hope to run with and accepting where you're at. And if we have those two things nailed down, then there's, there's so much opportunity and growth and success that will come your way. So a bunch of ways that you can do it and implement it like we just talked about with the different run types and and methods and different training styles. So see how that goes. Have this conversation over dinner. Text it with your friend. Talk about it at movie night um, because I want for you guys to feel comfortable and confident to join that run club or run with that friend that maybe is a little bit quote unquote, out of your league with their running distance, but it's only gonna make us better runners and it's only gonna bring more joy and accountability to our running lives. So I coax you to ask the question, to get uncomfortable with why maybe you're holding back from doing it and step towards the success that you will see. Anyway, I hope you have an awesome rest of your week. You guys rock, keep growing, keep running, and I'm here to support you. Talk to you next week. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.